day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 41 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're back with a new episode to recap of 415 titled Hit List. So it was an intense episode. Like we were only 20 minutes in and so much had happened. So it was crazy. Um, but everyone was involved, even Bailey and Smitty, which was awesome to see. Um, you know, everyone was tied in. So, I mean, like, even Wesley, like, had a few little moments. And it was just like, oh, I miss him. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, yeah, so we don't have much news. So we'll get right into that and then tackle the episode because it was a big one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start off with... Or, do you want to start off with the piece about Niecy Nash? Um, yeah, so Niecy Nash has been posting Instagram stories um, over, like, the past two days of, like, her and Nathan filming for The Rookie. Um, it seems like they're filming her introduction episodes, which would, like, serve as the backdoor pilot for the potential FBI series spinoff with her character, Simone Clark. So it's exciting. It's crazy um, that they're already filming that. Because it's supposed to be like what twenty and twenty one or something of the show. Um, I don't know. I don't know like what order they're going in or. I mean, I mean based maybe on it's if just they're scheduling. filming it now. What is this March? So I'm assuming mid April, maybe. So I, yeah. I mean, I guess relatively close. I guess yeah, towards the end. Yeah, it's just crazy that like they're already coming up on the end of the season, mm-hmm. but I mean like the one Chicago shows are filming episode 16, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got 22 episodes. So it's just mm-hmm. crazy to think that like filming is almost done for the shows, mm-hmm. which means like, like, you know, the season finales are almost here and then renewals and hiatus. Like it's crazy to think that we're almost done with another season of like of TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, we also got the promo for next week um, and it looks like it's going to be like true crime documentary 2.0, but revolving like around Aaron this time, maybe instead of having like the three different storylines. So it looks good. It looks like they're going to like interview his coworkers. I'm curious to see if it's like his plain clothes day take two um, because Nyla had said in this episode that like he's got to redo it next week. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, if it's just going to be, like, okay, let's take two for plain clothes day. And then they're also interviewing, you know, all of his coworkers, too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Guess we'll see. Yep. And uh, last but not least, Eric and Rosalind obviously have their podcast uh, episodes coming out regularly. So, be sure to check those out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll just kind of go right into the episode. Um, Like I said, there was a lot to cover. Um, So I'll kind of start off with Nyla and Aaron first because they had their own storyline and it wasn't, it was a big storyline, but it was kind of the side storyline to the whole like hit list thing. So um, it's Aaron's plain clothes day and he's walking into the briefing room and questions why Nyla is not in uniform. So Gray's like, uh, you know, Nyla is in her comfiest maternity clothes because it's Thorson's plain clothes day. And Aaron's just like, uh, what is that? 
Tim steps in, tells him, and I don't know, I just loved how everyone like had a hand in sharing this information with him. Like Lucy and John, you know, were the ones that were like, oh, it's plain clothes day. That's why she's in her, you know, street clothes or whatever. And Tim, you know, tells him about it. And then, you know, Gray also points it out. Like, it was just so good. I loved that team aspect of it. Um, and then even Nyla's like psyching him out. And, you know, it's just like, don't let this worry you that, you know, this is the day where most rookies drop out. And he was like, I'm actually kind of excited about it um you know and i was like just enjoy it like don't yeah don't let the fact that this day is when the highest percentage of rookies drop out the only thing that we missed in this scene was angela also being in the briefing room but yeah. i think she doesn't interact with thorson as much so which i would like for that to change but i mean like if we could just make true like a regular you know that would be nice yeah that would be that would be sweet um yeah so then nyla and aaron are out driving and aaron's just like going on and on about how he has mad respect for nyla and the amount of makeup that like he has to wear for his reality show is messing with his skin and when nyla doesn't answer he looks over at her and just without any words she reminds him that like he's not there or she's not there so i don't know it reminded me of when John had his plain clothes day and he did that with Talia and she yep. just kind of looks over at him and it's just like why like um so then yeah so Aaron gets like cocky cocky is the best way that I can describe it and he's like cool this is my shop today I get to choose you know what to eat for lunch um and what to play on the radio and so then like he turns on bluegrass and Nyla's just like then it'll be your last day here her face there is gold um but also they can't have the radio playing though like at least very loudly right because then they miss all the calls yeah that i don't know because i mean it was shut off like really really quick so unless like it's it's kind of like bluetooth when you know you have your phone hooked up playing music and someone like calls you through the car i don't yeah i don't know sure um so then aaron sees the license plate with an expired tag in front of them and he runs the plate uh and you know pulls over the driver so nyla's watching from you know kind of the back of the vehicle and um you know aaron's just like i want you know i need the driver to step out of the car because you know i need to run tags and he's running solo today so it's kind of safer for him and the driver um but they're also on a busy street and i was like is it safe for the driver but I guess, I don't know. I was just like, that doesn't really make any sense, but okay. So then, um, you know, as he's like running her tags and stuff, he, um, or Nyla notices that there's a car just up in front of them with a guy in the passenger seat, like door is open and he's pointing a camera at them. So she takes a picture of, I thought it was just of them, but then it was also of the license plate. And yeah, after- I could really see like with the, phone like the camera like focused in on the phone but then it was like just the shadow was like yeah in front of it so it's kind of hard to see but yeah so then um you know we see her kind of running the license plate of the suv for the guy who had the camera and the car is registered to a business called mad profits and aaron's playing devil's advocate and he's like 
are you sure that they were filming us? Like, it is LA. Maybe Doja Cat was getting some boba tea. So then I was like, oh, I know for a fact that he was there for us because he's tailing us now. And Aaron's like, well, I'll turn around and pull them over. Like, no problem. And Nyla's just like, no, make a right. Um, and, you know, they'll follow us. So then the SUV, uh, SUV comes up and um, the passenger gets out. And it's the camera crew for Aaron's show. And Aaron runs up and confronts them because Nyla's like, what are you guys doing here? And we find out that Aaron knows nothing about this. He didn't get, he apparently didn't get them access to the station. Um, and his mom said that, you know, they needed some B-roll. So they just told him to get it done. And Nyla's like, nope, this is done. Uh, and Morris is, Morris is the, basically the producer, um, or, you know, so the guy who's calling the shots at this point. And, you know, he's like, well, what we're doing is perfectly legal. And you know that too. Um, and so Nyla's just kind of tongue tied there because she's like, yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, he's like, you should, he tells Aaron that, you know, he should appreciate the production value that it gives them for the show is to like get actual footage of him like on the job. So Morris is like, let's reshoot the whole like car chase thing and get some more angles. And Nyla's like, nope, we're out of here. So so then uh, before Aaron leaves, he's like, you know, you might be filming my last day on the job. So thanks for that. Um, and, you know, like we later on in the episode, we see Nyla and Aaron are still patrolling. They get an update on Gray and Aaron's like, you know, this seems silly to ask, but I'm not passing plain clothes day, am I? Like you know it's not looking good for me and I was like well it hasn't been good so far but you know you could still finish strong and you know just focus on getting to the end of the shift with no more drama yeah that's a jinx right there because like the next thing that they do um they are following a car that rolls through a stop sign so you know that's cause for a ticket so he pulls them over and you know who's also like right behind them is Aaron's camera crew so Aaron gets out goes up to the driver's window and it's Patrick's dad uh he gets out of the car confronts Aaron you know the dad's like I think about you every day like thinking what I would say to you and you know what I would do to you um and Nyla's like I caught this on my second rewatch and Nyla's face in the background she's like what the hell is going on like what is all of this so then, you know, Mr. Hayes gets closer and Aaron stops him and the camera crew is like, let's go, let's get closer. Um, Nyla's like, you know, trying to kind of do crowd control in a way with the camera crew and holds them back. And Aaron just tells Mr. Hayes, you know, that Patrick was his best friend. He never heard him, all of that. Um, and then it gets worse because Mr. Hayes sees the camera crew obviously because they're right there thanks to their tmz and that you know they just want to profit off of him and so you know aaron like when aaron calls morris by name you know mr hayes accuses him of setting this up and after a confrontation and yelling mr hayes then goes to like punch aaron but instead he stops it and handcuffs him ultimately arresting him and aaron's you know like we we kind of like cut to like a later part in the episode 
and Aaron's just like filling out paperwork, feeling guilty about the whole situation. And, you know, he's like, I know that if it was any other cop, he wouldn't have thrown a punch. So Nyla's like, well, ultimately it's your decision if you want to let this go. So he doesn't even really think about it for that long. And he's like, you know, let's get Mr. Hayes' belongings and let him go. So Nyla's like, you know, I'll handle it because, you know, it's not going to do anyone any good for you to go in there and talk to him. So then Aaron's like, you're not supposed to help me, but okay. Um, and, you know, so she tells him to go do his paperwork somewhere else and she'll find him after. Patrick's dad is like watching him like a hawk through like the plexiglass window. And, you know, he comes out and he's like, well, what's going on? Nyla's, you know, Nyla just says, Aaron wanted to release you and not charge you. So, you know, as this dad is making the case for why Aaron shouldn't be there, Nyla's just listening, her face kind of like perplexed in a way. And she's like, I can't really offer you much besides my condolences because like anything that she says about Aaron won't change his mind. So, you know, that's kind of it on the whole like Mr. Hayes situation. Um, But then, you know, Nyla and Aaron are walking out of the district that night and, you know, Nyla's like, your plainclothes day story is not the worst one that I've heard. It is the most unique though. Um, And she says, you know, but because I pulled to the plug on it, you're going to have to do it all over again next week. And Aaron's like, maybe it'll be better. Like, you know, I won't try and screw up as much. And then Morris meets up with them and Nyla's like, nope point another camera on my face and I will arrest you for invasion of privacy that was like hands down one of my favorite sassy Nyla lines like probably one of the best ones too um but then you know Morris is like you know there to say bravo for today for today and you know the footage that they got was great so then he also says the camera loves Nyla and you know how would she feel about having her own makeup team her face there was just like gold. It was, you know, the best, it was just like the best micro expression. So then, um, I catch that he said makeup team. I don't know what I thought he said, but that wasn't it. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't really know why now I was looking at him like that, but yeah. Um, and you got like a full like shot of her too. It was just, it was perfect. I loved it. So then, you know, Aaron's like, well, I, you know, I want to talk to Morris. So, Nyla's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And then she turns to Morris and she's like, and I better not see you. Her face, her voice, and that line, like another good sassy moment from her. We had a lot of good, like Nyla sass tonight. That was my favorite though, because she was like, and I better not see you, like just the emphasis on yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Morris, you know, goes to praise Aaron, and Aaron's like, No, you're gonna listen to me now. So the footage that he shot of Aaron and Mr. Hayes will never see the light of day because, you know, neither Mr. Hayes's or Aaron's pain is a commodity. And Morris is like, well, then why did you decide to do the show? And Aaron's just, you know, he just says it's because he needed to get his life back. But this, the footage won't help that. So Morris has to destroy it. And if he doesn't delete the footage, then he'll be fired because that footage belongs to Thorson Media and Morris is, you know, he doesn't have the last name Thorson. So, 
yeah that's it for Nyla and Aaron though yeah um so as far as at least like what I'll be talking about we kind of included the like well Chris Chen is what like most people are calling them on Twitter I don't know if they have a different ship name if they do let us know but that's for the sake of this that's what I'll be referring to them as a couple times anyway um we included them in the hit list section just because like towards the end it kind of all like overlapped um so to start with them um Chris and Lucy are walking in the um station and she asks if he like read the emails that she sent over he'll get to it soon and he like I like how he casually just kind of mentions um the g word of I've never had a girlfriend give me homework before and Lucy's of course momentarily surprised by this like mention um because they've only been on four dates um and Lucy's helping to educate Chris so he can like continue to help people in the best ways um Chris tells her that she can be a part of the solution if she went to like law school. Um, Lucy's parents wanted her to, which is exactly why she did not. Um, and Chris later asks her if like he really freaked her out by mentioning the girlfriend thing. See, she said that she's fine with it as long as he's fine with her defining him as her work in progress. Um, he never quite knows if she's joking and she's like good it'll keep you on your toes um and that's kind of the end of their first little conversation um which I thought was cute um I know I was one to be like not on team Chris in the beginning um but I'm liking I like their interactions as a for now like yeah ship um, yeah it was cute it was like flirty you know it didn't <laughs> seem like overly like oh my gosh yeah you're my girlfriend you're my boyfriend or whatever it was yeah. just like flirty so mm-hmm. yeah wasn't like overtly like sappy or like uh it was still like casual enough to like because it's still new I mean because like I was kind of with Lucy I was like dude you've known each other for like you know four episodes or whatever like what like where did this come from um but anyway so that was the first moment for them um as far as the first person on this hit list um it was the poisoning in the lobby that happened when uh smitty and nolan were manning the front desk um john had met the uh man who was like really like insistent that he be helped like right away even though he like cut in front of the line and that's why nolan had him go sit back down and like he'll wait um until he could be helped but then by the time it like is his turn John goes up to him and he's not conscious not breathing like he's he's dead um and I thought it was like a good I don't know I mean like delivery by Nathan but like just writing directing I don't know like whatever like team effort and like the I repeat we have a DB in the main lobby like he just like he was hesitant about it and like just kind of in disbelief like I don't know. I just thought it was. Uh, I was almost waiting for like the done done because I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the way that it was set up, it was like perfect yeah. for that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, um, you know how sometimes they don't always have like the music 
um yeah. like intro you know like that could you know like had the you know title card appear across the screen there or something like i don't know yeah. but that would have been like way too late into the, the title card and like black and white or something yeah yeah something like that like i don't know but yeah it was definitely a um like si- you know like a silent uh afterward kind of moment yeah um and so nolan that cuts over later um Nolan is reviewing the security cam footage with Gray, and it shows another man in a hoodie sitting down next to their victim. Um, that man, like, injects the guy with something and then walks away. It has to be a poison of some kind. They're, like, rushing the toxicology uh, reports. They don't, like, know exactly what it is yet, but they'll know soon. Um, we got to see Tim drop by. Um, they were getting a... Um, <clears throat> a different case squared away um but like the unit had to be like diverted back to the station because of this poison victim um and so gray's kind of like sorry you're like doing you know being watch commander under all these like circumstances but tim's fine with it he's gonna watch things until gray gets back from court um and it was their first victim was scheduled to testify in front of a grand jury and he was paranoid that someone was following him because of that. Um, And so that's like their first, like first person has kind of been like established. Um, The second person was the drive-by shooting that led Nyla and Aaron on the like mini car chase kind of. Um, And that was the case that like TID had to be diverted from like to go back to the station first um that mini car chase was just scary i was like god please just protect them all especially nyla because her facial expressions i was like oh my god that has to be so stressful gripping the um like door not door handle but you know the thing you hold on to like when people are going fast yeah Yeah. um like and she's pregnant yeah yeah, so there were a couple, like, um, a couple cars um, on the road, and Tim and Lucy are just driving along, right? Like, normal, everything seems to be okay. But then the one car is shooting, like, there's this silver-gray car, and it's shooting at another car that's, like, pull, like they pulled up right alongside it, started shooting. Um, Lucy called it in, calls it in, um, the shooter's car obviously is driving away the car that got shot at ends up crashing into the into a pole um and so tim and lucy go to help the uh like shooting victim um nyla and aaron are the ones that are pursuing the the suspect um aaron even you know attempts to drive on the sidewalk to get to them um but he has to kind of like swerve, like swerve by a truck and like try, and he kind of gets like blocked in. Like, I don't know, like the camera cut, like, like from like a more like internal shot, like of the shop and then like an external, like outside of it, like rather quickly. So I didn't quite understand, but just somehow they couldn't really maneuver around. So he lost sight of the suspect and the um, helicopter doesn't have them uh, like in their sights either. So, um, that kind of 
like it like Nyla was kind of frustrated a little bit um and then Aaron was obviously frustrated that they weren't able to like get to their uh shooter and which is why later Nyla reminds him that like as a cop they do things like drive on the sidewalks to catch killers um and Aaron knows better now to like not hesitate um and so they meet up with um, Tim and Lucy and Tim asks if they got anything from the plates and they're just like, it was stolen. Um, Angela pulls up next and again, kind of asks where, like where they're at. Lucy says it was a drive-by. Um, they don't really have much else to go on. So like their next order of business is to start with their victim and see where that leads. Um, later in the episode, Angela comes back, like they're at the like they're back at the um, station and tells Lucy that their second victim was scheduled to testify at Mateo Rubio's uh, grand jury for uh, a Rico case. And so that is the connection because like their first victim was also on that case as a, um, a witness to testify. And the third person that, um, well, as Gray is going into court, they all like run to Tim and is like Gray is also supposed to to testify like he's the you know the third person on this list um and so like after um after Gray they're really working to track down who ordered the hits um Angela ends up interrogating a paralegal um who had access to the witness list of course he claims he's like I had no idea what they were going to do with it. Like he just thought it was going to be used to scare people. And Angela's like, listen to me. Like, this is important. You've done this like a horrible, terrible thing. Like there are like, you know, two people that are dead. Like another one is injured. Like this is not okay. Um, And so the guy finally, like, he doesn't really like, I don't know. I thought this is interesting. Like he didn't really directly answer her question because she was like, like, who are they? Like, where did they go? Like what, you know, like, what's the next move that they're going to make and he's like okay well here's the next person on this list um because they wanted the witnesses and the prosecutor and so the prosecutor um is uh sean del monte so we get to see michael truco come back um in this episode which was kind of fun um angela and lucy had actually met up with him and chris earlier to try to get them to cooperate and like hand over the full list um, for the grand jury, but Sean's like, no. Uh, and that was when Chris like attempted to help Lucy by um, like to help them by pulling Lucy aside and giving her the list. But she's like, no, 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 you can't. We'll find another way. Um, Cause they can't, they can't catch criminals by becoming criminals, which I thought was a like very Lucy line yeah, to say. For sure. So, um, so now that they know that the prosecutor is next, like they're kind of the last like person for the sake of this episode anyway, because the rest of the witnesses have been like in protective custody now. Um, and Del Monte like was like not cooperating because like he was essentially like they've got it handled, even though Angel's like, uh, yeah, you're doing a bang up job so far. Like, no, yeah. like they don't actually have it handled um a lot of the lines in this episode were just like sassy like they came from angela 
even Nolan. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is like great writing here. Like whoever yeah. came up with these one-liners, just yeah. chef's kiss. Great. Yeah. Um, and so towards the end of the episode anyway, um, they're like running out. They know that the prosecutor is last on the list. Um, they're going to go try to go over to the DA's office and get there before the shooter does. Um, Tim told Lucy that they couldn't get through to the DA's office though. So Lucy decides to call Chris. He doesn't answer. It was like, what, like two or three times she's calling. And I'm just sitting there. I could not tear my eyes away from the screen last night while I was live tweeting. He's like, Chris, just answer your phone. Yeah. Like we know when you don't answer your phone, that bad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. and yeah. coincidentally this is when my phone died for live tweeting i was oh, like no. oh no yeah oh no oh my god or no yeah, it no. wasn't like right then but it was during like this whole like during that scene yeah. yeah i could not tear my eyes off the screen so there was like a solid i don't know i think it lasted like two or three minutes or something where i just like wasn't tweeting because i was just my eyes were glued to the screen <laughs> same with gray's um scenes that you'll oh, get my into yeah i couldn't tweet anything until after because I was like I was in like shock yeah um yeah but anyway so Lucy finally does get a hold of Chris um I enjoyed his little smile though as soon as he realized that like oh Lucy's calling like oh yeah hi and then she's like where are you and he's like in my office why and he's still like he still has kind of a slight smile like so he still doesn't really I'm like, dude, don't you like notice the urgency in her voice? But maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he's just not used to it. Like, I don't know. Um, And so kind of as like, they're still on the phone. Um, The shooter has come in because the lights have been cut. Um, And Lucy's like, Chris, you have to hide. Um, And he's like, yeah, okay, but I got to warn Del Monte. And so he kind of, I guess, hangs up and like she's trying to she's like Chris no 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 like hold on a second um that's where it cuts off for commercial of course um and but when it comes back um the shooting has started um Chris warns Sean and like yells for him to get down and they kind of run uh, across the way to safety um they do end up hiding in one of the offices for a brief moment in time um I'm assuming it was just because they didn't barricade the first door that they had to move um, yeah. around. That or like, it's because it was glass? I don't know. Oh, maybe. See, I couldn't know because it was so dark because they cut the lights. Yeah. That, like, I didn't know what was, like... Because like, then they went they and hid, like, in the copy room or whatever, and I was like, well, yeah. there's no windows there. Like, it is, you know, yeah. four solid walls, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they eventually they're you know moving around the offices um they eventually do you know like jennifer said they end up in the copy room um barricade the door i think with a copier um until and the lapd is kind of like moving in it's kind of like um i don't like one of those like old style video games you know where like the thing is trying to like eat the other thing as they're like moving away so it's like people are moving closer i don't know man yeah that's it I was like what is it yeah it's like Pac-Man um kind of I don't know it's just what it reminded me of because like as like Tim and Lucy and like the rest of their crew are like yeah. moving in and then it's like the, you got the shooter and then you have uh 
Chris and Sean like moving about like I don't know it was just kind of funny like that um also like I loved how Lucy was like right behind Tim and that mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure it was just because they were partners but like yeah I don't know I just loved that mm-hmm. and it was to me I was like well why is that Angela there but then I thought she's still at the district so probably yeah yeah um yeah so obviously um I think I think it was Lucy that yelled for the shooter to drop their weapon yeah, I don't I think know if so. I've ever heard like Melissa's voice sound like so like it might have been another song. cop I don't know like but I don't know why I don't know yeah um I'm not sure because again it was so freaking dark I could not I could barely see anyone's faces I mean there were some points where there was like you know light that hit um thankfully but I mean I appreciate it for the sake of the scene I get it cinematic you know effect and whatnot but it was so dark I could not tell who was speaking for a little bit at some times but anyway once the shooter is in custody tim's kind of taking care of that um lucy and chris do share a look um because she was so you know concerned uh about him and like they're okay um sean's badly timed like humor of like no i'm not okay i need a drink i'm like thank you because i seriously thought he was like gonna be like injured or something when he was like yeah. no I'm no, I legit like, thought that too. I was like, oh my God, was he hit? And we just yeah. didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so both of them are okay. Uh, a little shaken up possibly, but um, Chris Chen had a nice moment towards the end as well. Um, Lucy, I guess, so like, is she assumed to like just have stayed there the whole time then and like Tim took the shooter back? like into police custody or something like i don't know i don't know um maybe but then we also saw i don't know because like tim was then out of his like uniform at the hospital with gray which looked to be like that night Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know because i thought chris's like chris's scene in his office it was like morning or something but then like he was drinking so i don't know but um but anyway so yeah so lucy's there with chris um she's kind of checking him over um like taking his pulse which is good and steady like like he is he like is trying to joke with her about it um his heart beats a little fast and they're like smiling at each other um lucy also asked like why he wanted to help her earlier with the list like was it to impress her or was it because um it was the right thing to do he pleads the fifth on that and then they're still they're still all like goofily smiling at each other and being cute um i seriously i mean i tweeted about it yesterday but i totally thought they were gonna kiss there same um or like have that moment um i mean who knows maybe they maybe they did it just like was cut or yeah but i don't know because it it there was no like lean in or like movement on either mm-hmm. side um which then made me wonder like we haven't seen lucy and chris kiss have we seen tim and ashley kiss and i'm just blocking it out of my brain or no i don't think so because we <laughs> didn't with the whole like kojo thing 
Yeah. Like when Kojo first didn't like her. And then even yeah. with the whole like breakfast thing, he like pushed her out of the way, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kojo technically kissed Ashley, but yeah. didn't. <laughs> so now that begs the question, did we ever see Tim and Rachel kiss? Yeah, they they, okay. they had a couple uh like bordering on like makeouts at the station. Okay. Did we ever see Lucy and Emmett kiss? I mean they weren't really a thing yeah, for that long. Wait. Because no. I'm like, okay, are they yeah, not the showing us Chenford kissing other people? Because <laughs> I'm like, well, we've gotten That's a sign. we've gotten Nolan kissing everyone, like <laughs> that he's dated. <laughs> um and i mean we've had woe has kiss uh-huh. right yeah. yeah so i was like are they just not showing us chenford kissing other people like i don't know why they wouldn't but maybe yeah maybe that's a good sign but i mean yeah, yeah if we've had like a tim and rachel kiss yeah and like Emmett um, and lucy i don't i don't know i don't but... know i know they like because they had that like morning scene or whatever like back in season two yeah and they like you know got all like cuddled up and like close to each other i can't remember if they kissed though they might have I yeah don't, know, don't quote me on that but i don't know i'm just curious now because yeah i don't think we've seen kenford kiss other people so i'm kind of i'm taking it as a good sign now that i think about it like in context. yeah yeah so i don't know but like after and we'll get to it later too because like our listener thoughts i was like okay okay i i can see where people are coming from with not liking christian and i can see where people are coming from with liking them yeah so we'll get to that later um yeah so next we have gray like okay this promo psyched us out a little bit because it was like you know when they were rushing to the DA's office and they were like he's not picking up that was actually about Chris Mm -hmm. but like the way that the promo was showing it it was about Gray so yeah I don't know the promo was like like, followed through though on like Gray yeah which I was not expecting so I was sitting there like jaw dropped like oh my gosh I can't believe they did that I thought that they would do a little bit more follow-up with him but then i was also like well you know they do have this big case so yeah. um i just wasn't expecting it so soon yeah yeah like because it was like i think it was before the half an hour mark yeah so. and then and like they cut to commercial and like they came back and he was like getting care so yeah. anyway. it definitely wasn't like put off yeah yeah so Grace in the parking garage, start like walking to exit, you know, to go into court. We see this like woman watching him, and he like looks over, feeling suspicious, and then like he acts like he forgot something in his car. And you know, he's he's a smart guy. Oh, I thought he, he literally did. Oh, okay, he's just acting. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> makes more sense. I was like, okay. um yeah so then like he goes to like grab her weapon because he's like you know you're carrying a concealed weapon in the court you can't do that and she was like yeah i was but now i don't have to because you're right here she pulls out a knife and slashes like well slashes is not the right word she like cuts his face with it he runs she shoots at him a whole thing happens you know 
And then she's like, she hits the back of the windshield of the car. At first, on my first watch, I was like, oh my God, did I just see blood splatter? And then I was like, that's glass. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine now. <laughs> so then, you know, as he's like going to run to like hide behind another car, she shoots him like right in the shoulder. And I was just like, well, you know, this is, this is taking a turn. So then, like, you know, he's on the ground. He's, like, able to pull out his gun. And by the time she finds him and is ready to shoot again, he, like, beats her to it. So he fires one shot and she's down. He then, like, handcuffs her because, you know, he's over there now taking care of her, like, tends her wounds. He handcuffs her. It's all, like, blurry and dizzy, like, from his point of view. And I... I like I geek out at special effects but I love when shows do this like they show the character's point of view like if they're injured or you know just like you know in like in peril they show their point of view with it being like blurry or shaky or whatever and another show of ours did that with a character who was like hanging by a thread I mean he was on the ground like bleeding out and you know it was just cool like seeing what he would have saw um and then it cuts to commercial and i think that was the first commercial break of the episode right or did we have one well they had one when nyla and aaron were chasing the car the that's right that's right. There was it's so a, much was that was so happening. Fast, though. There was so much that was happening. I was like, okay, where are we at now? Like, yeah. you know, even like trying to plan the outline for this episode, it was like, wait, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, like we come back from commercial and Gray's in the hospital. And he's still kind of like he's conscious, but the way that the camera is working, like along with the background it's almost like we're in gray's head right now like he's watching things but it's just like his head is spinning and everything around him is like spinning like he's trying to like his mind is being pulled in several different directions so um you know and he's just trying to process it all even like going through flashbacks of what happened um Mm -hmm. and he also sees that they're trying to revive the woman that he shot but nothing happens and she's gone um you know we hear the the doctor say like i'm calling it you know the time all of that so the nurse treating gray wants his attention asking him questions just you know doing her job and he's just shaken up you know but he's got to go into surgery because just to make sure that there's no internal damage from the gunshot but it was a through and through and he'll just need stitches on his face for the knife wound um so then you know like tim comes around the corner and he asks the doctor, you know, how Gray's doing. And, you know, the doctor just says, like, he's lucky. So I loved this part. Tim just, like, went over to Gray, like, pats him on the leg. And it's just, like, the supportive BFF that everyone needs. And Gray's just reminding Tim that, you know, he'll need to alert the captain, to which Tim already did. Like, Tim is on top of this. And, you know, Tim's just, like, all you need to worry about is focus on getting better. And as they wheel Gray off for surgery, they pan over to the girl who's like lying on the bed with blood on her shirt, with or with blood on her shirt ripped open, all of that. And at this point, I'm like, can someone cover her up? Like the man that shot her and was also like, you know, is going through his own like 
processing of it all and like trauma has to see that like as he's going off into surgery no like cover her up put a blanket on her or something mm-hmm. and so then um you know like tim goes back to the lobby he sees lucy john bailey angela and wesley all uh, along with other cops all like waiting there hoping for an update and like i don't know i i just i love this family i love them i want more scenes like this like just not at a hospital because the one time that we get scenes like this they're all at the hospital yeah i enjoyed how it's yeah. like the couples or like should be couples in the case of jenford like everyone was like you yeah know, paired up with their like you know people i also love well i mean wesley was there when it kind of happened um yeah. but i also love how like bailey came like to support john and it was just the family i love them um yeah really the only other scenes that i can think of that we've had like the entire group there has been when angela and wesley came home with baby jack and then the cupcake alligator scene a few yeah it was the drink that we never got yeah yep and they never like showed us looking or they never showed them looking for the alligator so i wonder if that's a storyline to come like back up i don't know probably not could you imagine like alligator on the loose i mean i wouldn't be surprised but you know who knows um what if like animals got loose from like the la zoo or something okay well that happened in 911, and i was just like okay this is weird oh god did it really oh dear yeah because it was some like power outage thing and yeah it's like like, one of the largest zoos i think or like san francisco i don't know well there were like giraffes like loose in downtown la and i was like what is happening i mean even the characters were like okay this is weird (laughs) they uh peter krause's character and like another one got like cornered in by alpacas yeah yeah it was it was wild it was wild that's crazy so yeah um but then tim like briefs everyone you know they all jump into action wesley's gonna stay there text you know angela if there's any updates and angela and lucy are gonna circle back with the ada del monte and find out who else was set to testify kind of already covered that um because it was an officer involved shooting like no one has to stay there because he's gray's union delegate and no one's just like you know i know what i have to do procedurally but i don't know what i'm gonna say to him and then this is where tim like comes in and you know it's just like the awesome person that he is and he's like you know he just reminds no one that gray was with him after his shooting so then um you know like no one should do what gray did is what tim's saying and you know just be there for him like gray's always been there for his team now it's time to return the favor and tim's like i'm gonna try and track down an id the deceased shooter and find out who she was partnered with so that's kind of what everyone's up to gray's in the hospital kind of zoning out thinking about things when john comes in and john's like you know have you talked to luna yet and we find out she's in montreal and he thought that this conversation should be one that he has in person I don't blame him, but also I wouldn't want her to come back from vacation and see me like that, you know? <laughs> um, so then Nolan, you know, reminds him that a wise man once said, 
that this is not something that you want your family to hear on the news. So Gray's like, I'll call her. Um, and you know, she's going to freak out once she knows that, you know, he's fine. But, you know, he says that when he became a watch commander, he promised her and Dominique that they wouldn't have to worry about him anymore. But John reminds him that it was out of his control and Luna will understand. So then this is where we get like a heartfelt Gray and Nolan moment, which doesn't happen often. But when it does, it really like shows the soft side of Gray and shows like he's not just there to like give Nolan crap. Like he like he truly cares about like, you know, how he is as a person um so then the whole sequence like i said it's just like so heartfelt um we can't do it justice so we did pull the audio for it how do you do it i mean we're the same age ish so how do you go out controlling the streets and chasing suspects getting in the shootouts day in day out tylenol and icy hot It wasn't like this before. And the last time I got shot, I pulled out my own IVs and checked myself out. <laughs> now I, I can't even imagine it. Oh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the difference. Uh, I was never that guy. I don't know what it's like to be a cop and not go home making at the end of every shift. So what you're saying is, I need to accept the fact that I'm old. Mm. I used to think about all the time coming up. How would I react to taking a life? Been a year, about a year went by, and I, I guess I thought. I made it. I never have to go through this. You didn't have a choice. She was going to kill you, and any of us would have done the same. Right. That doesn't help now, but it, it will later. What will help now? Nothing. This part's just hard. And yeah, I just loved this moment. Like we, like I said, we don't get many Gray and John heartfelt moments. Um, and I like that they confide in, confide in each other and ask for advice. Like John did in season one and now Gray is like, I love the roast that Gray does with Nolan, but like the moments like these are what are special and what makes the rookie something special like even gray had this with jackson like back in season three after the whole like stand stuff so yeah yeah um so then you know like later on or at the end of the episode tim's giving gray an update on the hit list and you know it's just like another mob boss is on his way to life in prison and gray's like there's gonna be follow-up that you have to do and you know tim's already on top of it this man is like ready to be like fully in command as sergeant like sergeant era bradford is happening so um 
yeah so then you know he's like i know all about the sergeant staff meeting on mondays the captain's meetings on fridays like i've got this and gray's you know tim's just like you'll be back before you know it and you know tim just he knows gray really well you know and it's like i know that you have trouble letting go but it's good because it'll be like a trial run for retirement and gray just looks at him like i don't all i could think about was the line what you talk about willis and i was like (laughs) that was his face right there right there (laughs) yeah so then i mean i'm not gonna lie i legit thought that gray would be like well i am gonna retire or something like i don't know i just thought that it was like a setup for that and i was like Mm -hmm. oh shit like it's happening um but then they're interrupted and no one comes in with dinner um and you know it's not a burger like gray had ordered it's grilled chicken with rice and veggies and gray had like alluded to this with tim when it came to the retirement stuff about how he was like colluding with luna um and then he like asks nolan if he's doing that with luna too like colluding with her to get him to eat like healthier food and gray just points out that a few months ago nolan was wanting to be an fto and you know lately he hasn't been bringing it up and no one's just like i haven't changed my mind i've just been working hard behind the scenes like tim's been giving great advice and i hope that my work as a union rep will help um and gray's like it will and so we'll focusing on one area whether it's robbery narcotics hostage negotiation like whatever um but just become the department's foremost expert at it and you know gray just gives him the advice to a bit of like specialized knowledge jumps you to the front of the line like it was nice to hear this callback but i was also like wait we're still going at it with the storyline like we just hadn't touched on it in a while that i kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know i feel like with bailey coming in and like all the fred stuff like that storyline just kind of got like swept under the rug and I, you know totally forgot about that so mm-hmm. it was nice to have that callback but that's mm-hmm. it for gray yep so we kind of had some uh like other notes just on little moments that kind of happened throughout the episode that didn't quite fit uh within these storylines um Balin had some good moments um they actually started they started and ended the episode with um Bailey and her painting which was interesting um because like I just thought it was clever how like we literally just see like John just sitting still after Mm -hmm. the title card comes up and I'm like why is he just like sitting there like I was like what is he thinking about like what is going on yeah um but he's sitting still because bailey is painting a portrait of him and he's for a person that's supposed to be sitting still he's like talking a lot so like i'm (laughs) honestly surprised that like that he was able to like sit still yeah or just that like her end result like didn't end up with like a giant like oval like where (laughs) his mouth is or something because he's just talking and like you're not if it's like a still like a still life or like a portrait it's supposed to be still i mean um, honestly and- i would have drawn his mouth being open anyway like even if he wasn't talking yeah 
Um, and so he's, you know, he's kind of like marveling about how, you know, talented she is and like she mastered, you know, French cooking within a few days. And, but she's like, no, I'm not a painter yet. I'm just taking a few classes. Um, he wants to see like how it's going. And, but she's like, no, 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 not till it's done. Um, but he has to get going anyway. So he kind of, they like table that for now. Um, the sneak peek that we saw had, you know, Aaron mentioned the painting uh, when he catches up with Lucy and John and, you know, just wondering how Nolan dates so far out of his league. Um, and I know people, I think it was on Twitter um, that when Lucy was like, it's kind of his thing, like, um, we're wondering if like Aaron would like acknowledge that that meant that like Nolan and Lucy were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Um, so it didn't really, I mean, it didn't really seem like he like picked up on it or anything, but I mean, fans yeah. definitely, definitely caught the reference. Well, someone did like create a gift set with like the four women that Nolan has been with, and they were uh-huh. like, Well, Lucy's not wrong. Uh-huh. Yep. So good. Yep, it's true. Um, and so the next kind of little moment that we got for them was um, Bailey mentioning that she didn't know about John's shooting um, on the job, like his first month uh, into his rookie year, which was the 108 episode. And he just, you know, tells her that he doesn't talk about it much. Um, she can understand that they both have jobs where like they've seen things and they've had to do things like this, like, you know, Bailey with the army reserve. Um, so I, don't, I guess they had I didn't catch that they had another hug or like a first hug I guess um in the hospital there I thought oh. it was just the one that they had at the end because I had tweeted about the second one and forgot about the first one because I did not look up like I mean I looked up sometimes but then I was back on my phone like live tweeting this episode was absolutely insane yeah I mean even like when I was watching it well and I was tweeting on my personal account like last night too it was like there's just so much that I don't even know what to like tweet because mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to comment on you know exactly yeah um so anyway so I had missed that first like hug that they had um and I thought it was nice that like Bailey was like oh well do you want me to stay like I can and he's like no it's okay you go on to work I have Wesley to keep me company and I was like yeah it just made me chuckle like I kind of I don't know if we've gotten like just like solely well aside from like 401 where they had yeah. the uh, you know like John came to Wesley's rescue kind of thing yeah. aside from them getting beat up together I don't think we've had a um like scene of just Wesley we, we have it and i totally clowned last night i tweeted it. i was like we're getting a wesley and john scene and then that was it like we only got yeah. john sitting down i was like okay i'm a clown i wanted, I wanted them to say something i wanted it I so bad something just because uh. it's like oh god i don't know i just it was just too it probably wasn't supposed to be that funny but just when john was like wesley will be here i was like okay like, and then Wesley's face like as John comes to sit down I was just like oh my god I love this yeah like it was it was just interesting um yes anyway but um 
later in the episode towards the end um for Balin um John's painting is revealed and it's uh it's pretty bad it's like distorted misshapen um very I think uh our good friend M on Twitter had put a side-by-side tweet of um the police sketch in 201 when they're trying to catch the fake cops and like John like re or the original sketch artist like draws it out and John's like yeah that's me <laughs> it's like it literally is like John's face but like yeah. with the guy's features um she put a uh like side by side uh oh my gosh I missed that and then uh Nolan's like painting that Bailey did um and even though it is so uh like distorted and off um John like gives it a name it's like it's John John and jokes that he'll hang it up on the wall um that was so cringy when he said that yeah I was just like and then how he was like running I was like no the <laughs> episode can end right now like we're good we don't need to see anymore yeah um because Bailey was like well you could at least like pretend that it's okay and he's like oh no yeah yeah I like it I like it um and yeah but she's just like oh my gosh no like you know but they're they're all they're kind of laughing about it in the end so it's assumed that maybe if we see John's house again then maybe we'll see that lovely painting I don't know um that was kind of it for them um for like Smitty and Nolan I had mentioned them earlier um I was so excited about Smitty and Nolan working together I say can't really explain why <laughs> I really I kind of wish I could but I can't like it just I mean even like their reactions like John oh yeah uh like default expression as I like to call it when he like looked back and acknowledged that it was going to be with Smitty uh-huh and then Smitty just raising his mug. <laughs> the mug from his election time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I lost it when Nolan was like, oh, I could use a quiet warning. And Gray's like, you're with Smitty. And Nolan's just like, his face just went straight. And then, yeah, it just completely yeah. changed. And then Smitty's just like, cheers, dude. <laughs> yeah, like he's so, he's so casual about it. Um, and at the front desk, no less. Um, I just thought yeah. that was very fitting because I just remember. We need more scenes of them, please. Was it? Oh gosh, let me think here for a second. I believe, I want to say it was in Plain Clothes Day. Someone can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm usually not when it comes to remembering these kinds of things, though. Maybe I am. I don't know. But anyway, you remember the rookie um, a lot better than I, know, I, do, I do. That's for it's sure. Weird. Like I just have this thing where I just remember things that no one really like cares about. But I mean, I remember other shows, but for some reason, in this case, I think it was Plain Clothes, like the first Plain Clothes Day, where John was like talking Talia's ear off about like where he wanted to go in his um, like police career. Mm-hmm was like and I don't want to be working the front desk no man like that's not for me or whatever and then lo and behold like here he <laughs> is three three seasons later at the front desk with Smitty yeah <clears throat> so I just funny like, how that all works out yeah 
It is. I mean, he was just covering for um, right person that was out. I just it was just so funny, and I don't. I, don't I know was anyone else found it low key. I was but... hoping that we would get some sort of line about John being the union rep and Smitty being like, <laughs> "So how's that going?" You know. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't, so it's fine, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because they were just so different. Because like you know, Smitty, who obviously doesn't want to do any of the work, like essentially is like dismissing this woman stolen by a school and he's like just take it as a sign like because you know if god wanted us to ride bikes they wouldn't make the seats so uncomfortable and she's just like i feel like you're just trying to avoid writing a report and he's like yes i am (laughs) like just his direct uh response always count on smitty yeah exactly um and Nolan, of course, you know, trying his best. He's like, you can get in my line and I'll, you know, help you when I can. And, like, obviously, Nolan's line is way, way longer than Smitty's because he is actually trying to help people. Yeah. Um, and. I mean, I can see the people, like, that were in Smitty's line at first. Like, they try to get help from Smitty. And then when Smitty doesn't help, they're like, screw it. We're going to go into this line. Yep. Yeah, because later Nolan is like, it would have gone faster if I hadn't had to help most of the people. <laughs> and just Smitty, of course, being like, it's quality, not quantity business. And John's like, you're failing spectacularly. <laughs> like, if that doesn't sum up Smitty, like failing, but doing it like in style, I don't yeah. really know what does. Like, yeah. It was just, it was too funny. And. I hope we get more like Smitty because I didn't expect him. I mean, I know he was on like the like guest list or whatever, but like I just wasn't expecting the scenes that we got in the last like couple episodes with him, like where he just yeah. kind of appears. So that was fun and I liked it. And yeah, apparently I didn't actually mean to put Chenford last, but we're saving the best for last, maybe kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there are a few, a few Chenford crumbs. Um, I liked how Tim noticed that Lucy was kind of quiet um, because I feel like someone may have, it might have been on Tumblr instead of Twitter. Um, someone had put like the, um, like, I think it was 3, 309, like their last um, day, like riding together. Um, oh, okay. And him was like you know it's a job not happy hour some you know some other rookie's gonna be there like in that seat bugging me 24 hours a day or whatever but obviously Tim notices when Lucy's not you know like talking his ear off um and so because kind of low-key he messes up yeah duh this is what I don't like uh I wish there were kind of more like I don't know like maybe a callback in like that way could be nice if we like get like Chenford callbacks as opposed to like not that I don't mind the like plain clothes day callbacks or like the 108 one mm-hmm. in this episode but like I want a Chenford callback or something at some point. yeah that would be nice um but yeah so Lucy's like asking him if he thinks that she'd be a good lawyer because she wants to make change and a progressive DA would be able to do that. And he's like, no, but that's a compliment. And Lucy, oh my God, Lucy's like, Wesley's a lawyer and we like Wesley. 
And she just says it so cheerily. And Tim's like, eh, we accept Wesley because we fear Lopez. Like, okay. Which was, I didn't realize that until I'd seen someone's tweet or someone's like thought that they shared with us. And they were like, um, that was so accurate though because of how Angela was in the episode. I was like, oh yeah. Like she kind of like backed the guy into the corner, like in the interrogation room. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, I was like oh, I never even thought about that. Whoa. Clever. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. I didn't think about that either. Um, but also, I just... like, I don't know about you, Tim, but I love Wesley ever. So. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I mean, it is kind of a very, like, Tim-like thing to say. Um, but just I wasn't expecting that. Like, I didn't really know where that conversation was going to go, but I just wasn't expecting, like, Wesley to be brought up. I don't know why, but... Also, okay, Tim was kind of crabby last episode. Kind of crabby this episode. What the heck is going on with this man? Like, I need to know why he's being like this with Lucy. She's not doing anything wrong, you know? Uh-huh. She's not like overly bothering him or anything. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a grump with her. I don't know. Of course, he was like he couldn't really keep a straight face though, and he was like, no. There was like a little bit of a smirk. Yeah. And so, thought that was good. Um, I'm kind of surprised the whole Chris, you know, calling Lucy his girlfriend didn't come up, but. I don't know I just I guess I kind of thought since Lucy talks a lot and I mean that in a good way because I too talk a lot um I just thought that like she would have kind of been like oversharing yeah yeah I guess yeah like oversharing but like well because you know when I was talking to Chris and we were you know having this conversation da, 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 and it's just like I don't know somehow like slipped it in mm-hmm. um but maybe not <clears throat> I don't know maybe it'll Maybe Tenford and like their relationships, like separate, you know, from each other, will like come up in a conversation again in the future. I mean, I it kind know. of did with like Tim and Ashley. Like he was asking Lucy about mm-hmm. stuff with Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I don't know. I understood what Tim's point was when he was like, well, we're not here to change things, we're here to catch criminals. Um, but I can also understand how some people were bothered by it. Cause that was another thing I saw on the like Twitter timeline was people were very like, this felt like a step back for him or something to like say that because of like his, you know, progressive stance in season three with the whole Jackson thing, like, like standing up for change instead of like being more passive, I guess. Yeah. Um, because then he was like, if you want to go change things, like become a billionaire and eradicate poverty in Los Angeles. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Like this episode and last, he was just like, he's been blunt, like into the point yeah. which is normal for him, but it's also like a little out of character in a way because it's like, why don't you yeah. even show your soft side? But then, like, he yeah, did it was like, there's, like there's an edge to it. Like, there's yeah. no, like, there's no, like little bit of like softness that's like there really yeah so 
I don't know. Oh, I mean, weird. that's also probably just like character development too. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. character can't yeah. always be like that soft, like kind of you know gentle but also tough loving person you know so or i don't know in my like i don't know like more fangirl creative side i'm like maybe this is leading up to where he's gonna like have this like big blow up fight with like ashley or something then they're gonna break up i don't know highly doubt it but i mean because maybe i don't know because i just feel like if someone's like you know has like that edge to them or something it's like there's something bugging them or mm-hmm. there's something that's like you know under the surface and it just hasn't really been addressed yet but I mean I did see someone tweet that they were like I wonder if Tim and Ashley are having problems and that's why he's like this I'm like Ooh, maybe. maybe yeah maybe maybe um did you want to take the couple of like smaller moments yeah so (laughs) so when they got out to like check on the second second victim they like were standing so close to each other that their hands almost touched a couple of times like as they got the girl out of the car which i mean like tim pulls her out and you know lucy's like helping him just you know make sure that it's like an effortless thing which i would be okay being pulled out of a car by tim bradford like sure um you know and lucy chen can be right there like grabbing my feet or something like whatever i'd be fine with it um yeah and so then you know like they tried to stop the bleeding to do cpr like they chenford does not know personal space and it was evident in this episode because then like later on in in the episode they were tim was standing behind lucy when she had the binoculars and like then they were crouching down super close together by the fireplace like to read the note and i was just like i know that you know they're reading they're trying to find the guy who did all this but like i'm just thinking of chenford like creating their own fire in a fireplace one night like yeah i was like i'm just running with ideas after all of this (laughs) yeah it kind of goes along with you know they're a slow burn there's the literal there you go there you go because the fire was like kind of out too but it was also like well it could just be burning very slowly you know Mm -hmm. it's fine there's a little bit of embers there's our like you know there's our crumbs the embers are our crumbs (laughs) yeah so exactly that was it for the episode i know like the first watch like you didn't catch the fireplace but I was also like, well, there was a lot going on. So nope, I did not catch the binoculars. I did not catch the fireplace. But that was because I was literally like, when I say I was glued to my phone, like I looked up maybe like five times. I didn't catch the binoculars at first either, and I saw someone tweeted about mm-hmm. it, and I was like, binoculars? What? Because like the next time I looked up, it was I saw their body cams like going back and forth or whatever. Yeah. And so that's why I tweeted about that, and then I completely I missed the binoculars. I missed the fireplace thing. Next time I looked up, they were back uh, in the DA's office. So, I mean, I saw Tim like coming up behind Lucy, but I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize I was so focused on him that I didn't realize she had binoculars. Someone else, maybe it was for the last episode. It might have been for the last episode. Someone had pointed out their height difference. And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything about a height difference. Yeah. Just, I love it. I just thought of like a parallel though when they had that like 
I don't know what it's called. It's like a singular, like, it's like a single binocular, like the one lens, like, thing from Lucy's oh, yeah. plain clothes day. And Tim's, like, behind her and she's, like, looking through the thing. There's a parallel. Someone wants to get that. And didn't that, wasn't that when she was, like, watching him as he was undercover or something? Um, she had, like, one of those. Oh, that was like, I mean, she had binoculars when she was watching his like date with Rachel or whatever. He had no, and when she, when he was undercovered this season, and she was like miking oh, him up had... in the truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it might have been through a camera. No, well, maybe it was like a telephoto. She, she was, she was know. using a camera. Yeah. But then I thought she was also using binoculars too. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I want someone, if someone can like gift that like there like that and it's from plain clothes day too so there you go like unintentional parallel just because i mean like they're just it's just so great like tall and small and just they're just great i just love them so yeah um so yeah now we have some listener thoughts and you guys had a lot to say but like I mean, I don't know. I also saw stuff just like roaming on Twitter too. So we can kind of go through it. Um, there was, there's like a 50 50 split on Chris Chen. And like, honestly, I'm not, like I said, I've got thoughts about it. But I don't know. Should we get into that first or do the listener oh, thoughts? Oh, probably. Just because I feel like it's a hot topic. Yeah. Um, so okay so like i i don't hate christian and i'm not like oh my gosh i love them like i they're not going to be end game we know that but like after tonight after this episode i was like okay chris definitely seems more smitten with her than she does with him and i saw other people say this too that he definitely like she's a little hesitant on it and maybe he like he's more of a long-term person and she's not yet or something like i don't know um but then i was also like it was weird that we didn't like get a hug after she had like told them that they could come out from the closet like i would have thought he would have at least hugged her or something but maybe he didn't feel comfortable because she was like on the job but even then like after she went in to his office i was like there's nothing like going on here like it was just kind of weird so i don't know well, maybe... i don't know because like del monte was there too and technically isn't he chris's boss so it's like maybe he just yeah. didn't well and then like tim was there too like i, I could know. see lucy just feeling like uh no but yeah. then like even after like when she had went back to his office like i don't know i was just kind of like okay i'm waiting for some kind of contact but then i was also like you guys have only been on four dates so it uh-huh. you know i mean if it feels awkward it feels awkward but i don't yeah. know they're cute like yeah. I'm, I'm here for it until we get chunford like chunford is a very slow burn but like i'm not mad about christian and yeah, i also saw someone say that like he could be like her rachel like how rachel was with mm-hmm. him as mm-hmm. far as like making her realize that she needs like someone who is steady and you know like committed and all that 
I don't know. I do feel like Chris is more like smitten with her than she might be with him. I didn't especially, really think of it, but yeah. Especially because she was like, you're my work in progress. Like, uh-huh. you don't really say that to someone after they've called you their girlfriend. At least not out loud. <laughs> not out loud. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she felt like awkward. Like, I was thinking of like Ross and Emily and friends when she said I love you and he was, or when he said I love you and she was like, thank you. Like, you know, maybe she was just, like, caught off guard. But I was also, like, I don't... It's better to say nothing than to say that, I feel like. Yeah, I literally just watched that happen. I've been rewatching 90210 for the second time. And, like, a character said, like, I love you. And the girl was, like, thank you. And he got mad. And she was, like, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, am I obligated to say something? So maybe... Right. Maybe she, maybe she is feeling, like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm, like ready to put this label on it yet i don't know yeah i don't but, know hmm. yeah, I, don't I know, know you were hesitant that. about them before oh yeah no i was so hesitant um i think i actually replied to someone on twitter who was like in the camp of like i can't really get over the fact that like he was such a jerk in the beginning and i was mm-hmm. like it took me a while to get over it too and i'm still not i mean because we haven't gotten an apology like a direct like I'm sorry for what I said like when I said it type of thing yeah and so and just especially just because Lucy is so passionate about like psychology and about just like the mental health of like people and just I don't know like I hope Chris does read those articles and like actually is like actually caring about yeah. these things that he that she's like trying to educate him on yeah because I feel like if if that doesn't really work and that's like kind of a big thing that she's like so passionate about it's like I don't know and then just like the I mean I like that like I don't know there are like moments where I'm like and eh, I don't know if this can work but then they have then they kind of pull me back in with their cute little mm-hmm. you know banter smiles yeah and banter and just um cute moments so yeah like like you had said I'm not mad at it I yeah I'm, I'm here for it for now yeah I'm not here for it for long term because I, Chenford's endgame so. well yeah yeah I mean and like we all know that like I mean you know no I don't yeah. like I don't think it would happen i also saw someone say that they would rather see chris and lucy than like tim and ashley which that i kind of see and it would be different for me like if we had seen lucy have boyfriends before and we hadn't seen tim have girlfriends before like we've seen tim have girlfriends and we've seen how he like plays it out i want to see lucy have a boyfriend now and see how she is in a relationship and then I can, like, bring Chenford together, like, in my mind. And be like, oh, yeah, Lucy would bring this. Tim would bring this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw someone on Twitter say, <laughs> they were like, you know, you say that Chris is, you know, mean to Lucy. and Or not, like, mean, just, you know, got off on the wrong foot and stuff. Um, but you're saying it like Tim wasn't the exact same way in season one. And sometimes still is. Just, like, gruff and, you know, like, and just doesn't really have a filter yeah and yeah and so then you know she was just like some people like 
sometimes you just get off on the bad foot but yeah because it was in response to someone saying sorry but lucy deserves more than a man who has been condescending and downright rude to her about how she does her job it was dropped in again this episode when she mentioned it in passing and now he's got her questioning the job she loves like is this what we really want for her yeah i don't know tim was already questioning her in the pilot and was like you know like why did you change what i said to these people or whatever he was already like on her case from the very beginning but like it was also like her first day too so i don't know like if that had something to do with that but yeah yeah i don't know i mean i do still love how like lucy shut chris down when he did that at first it was like go sis like go off yeah i don't know i need more like i need i need a follow-up to the whole you know if chris is kind of gonna you know use anything that lucy's kind of taught him about you know mental health or like take into consideration his sentencing like practices or i don't know or them like doing are they gonna have a solo date like you know are we gonna see like why didn't we see any of the other three if the double date counts as one of their dates why didn't we see any of the other three that they went on yeah like we definitely haven't seen anything yet to like build up to them but it could also just be because that's how like storylines have went so i don't know it's interesting um do you want to kick it off with ricarda's thoughts sure um so ricarda um said sergeant bradford in charge is hot and him in plain clothes is gorgeous too yeah he had so many good looks so many yes he's so great um doesn't want to see gray um like retiring in the near future yeah i don't want that either no no retirement for gray not right now anyway no um sad about the lack of chenford yeah um and then oh finally they didn't forget that no one wanted to become a to yeah mm-hmm. that was good that they brought that back around i wonder if they'll like bring it back up or if that's going to be a season five storyline i don't know i'm hoping that like they get renewed for season five and then i hope so because there are so many things and just so many just the possibilities that they're like that are coming up like now for you know what paths characters will take kind of yeah lends itself to a fifth season i hope yeah um and then mindy had said after that episode i really wanted to give gray and aaron hugs um it was nice to see gray and nolan bonding even if the circumstances were unfortunate um it seems like they always bond when the circumstances are unfortunate. I mean, I guess they did when they were riding together and then like Henry and Dominique were there in the district, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want to see more of Gray and Nolan like bonding when it's not like someone's just went through something like really traumatic, you know? I just like didn't even think about that. My mind is like blown right now. I'm like, oh my God, that's so true though. Like, <laughs> none of their experiences have been positive yeah i mean not at least not when you get like the heartfelt like talks and everything like i mean you have gray like roasting the shit out of no one but like you know (laughs) 
but like you don't get like the heartfelt like like even when they were in the shop when dominique and henry were like you know at the district like you got nolan and gray talking you know yeah yeah so which was ironically when he was like let this be our only heart-to-heart moment yeah and yet they've gone to have a few more so also in the hospital scene in this episode grave is like we're the same age and no one's like eh. okay now i really want to know like how old they both are like canon wise but yeah well we know that no one's 46 so when the show started right or is he 46 Um, now yeah we just heard that last episode randy oh that's right randy had said yeah i think he was probably 45 when the show started yeah i think um 40 something anyways i think how they like played it out yeah i'm not sure though i i would assume that gray is like i'm just thinking like 48 49 yeah maybe um and then she also said that luna's presence was felt even though she wasn't there and she has this feeling that she uses everyone to keep an eye on gray oh yeah like luna yeah because of the whole yeah nolan bringing in dinner and you know tim being like oh this is great practice for retirement mm-hmm. um mindy also said poor aaron i really felt for him in this episode as his day started to go downhill he was trying so hard to change things around um and next week's going to be even worse for him mm-hmm. for sure um, she also said after Tim's comment about Wesley and then Angela in the interrogation room, the fear is real. And Jack will know that by the time he's a teenager. I also loved how there's a lot going on and Wesley's just there talking about egg rolls and playing with Jack. Please. The one time I tweet something and the rookie account retweets it from our shop talk account, <laughs> it was about Wesley and the fucking egg rolls. I mean, I appreciate it. I do. But I was just like, it wasn't even that clever. I literally just said Wesley and the egg rolls. <laughs> like, but like, honestly, that's when it happens. And it's like, that's not even a clever tweet. Like, why are you? <laughs> yeah. But like, I totally paused the television, though. Like, when Wesley is over by the, like, baby carrier or whatever, just to see if they would even. But no, it's just covers, like blankets oh. on top of whatever yeah you know i just loved how like wesley was there with baby jack (laughs) and they like walk up to angela's desk and she's like totally focused on work and wesley's like i'm just hanging out here for the day like i got nothing else i brought egg rolls like no nothing about chinese just egg rolls like that's it so um valerie had said the cold open was good um yeah it was definitely entertaining Um, i like had a full-on conversation with the guy who was the was the the actor star of the cold open yeah Yeah, he said that it was very cold that day when they filmed it (laughs) and i was like oh man well we appreciate your commitment (laughs) he was like he was like anything for art and i was like oh my god i love that that's fantastic (laughs) oh man I don't know what cold in Los Angeles is, though. Is that, like... Californians are, like, it's so cold, and it's, like, 50 degrees. I'm like, yeah, it's, like, cold. Is that 50? Is that cold? In the <laughs> Midwest, that's summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or close to it, anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the cold open was good. Um, 
Kim's line about tolerating Wesley was the best of the night. Yeah, that was good. Um, liked how everything tied together and the gray moments with Kim and John were great. Um, oh, it looks like a retirement setup. Oh, yeah, you had mentioned that, that they might kind of be alluding to that. Yeah, possibly. Um, good to see the writers oh, poking fun of Bailey's perfection. They know what they did. Oh, yeah, they kind of, like, set it up, like, where, like, she can do, you know, like, nothing, like, wrong, yeah. essentially, and there's one thing she can't do is is paint, apparently, so it was just so funny, like, oh, that painting was just, it was not accurate, and yet, oddly, it worked for Nolan, like, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. So, yeah, that was what um, Valerie had to say on that. Yeah, so then uh, Bonnie had said, great, it was the first time that he took a life and Thorson, she felt so bad for Thorson. Um, and, you know, he tried to fix it, but looks like next week he's basically going to be accused all over again, plus his mom and the film crew. Um, and then Bonnie had asked, what are our thoughts on Chris and Lucy? It's been timeline mayhem since last night. And she said, personally, I think uh, they're a good stop while we wait for Chenford Endgame. Uh, she said she would rather see them than Tim and Ashley. She said, do you think Tim and Ashley have broken up? That would explain Tim's moodiness, if so. Oh. Um, well, see, I don't know, because like, I have not seen anything else um, from uh, Helena Matson at all, like on social media or anything that would like yeah. indicate that she's filming more like for the rookie. So I don't, maybe they're just saving it for like later or something like actually, yeah. you know, pops up again. Um, Cause I, I don't think they have broken up yet. Um, I mean, even just like a mention of her would be good, I feel like. Like, just to kind of let us know, like, oh, yeah, that's still a thing. I feel like if anyone were to break up first, unfortunately, I think it would be Tim and Ashley because I don't mind them. I really don't. I mean, I need to see more of them because the whole, you know, like Ashley not liking Kojo thing, that was like where we, I mean, aside from the double date, I guess. Um, but even that didn't really go that well. It went better for Chris and Lucy than it did for Tim and Ashley. So yeah, like I mean, all I these storylines, they haven't really ended well for Tim and Ashley. So I kind of I feel bad for them. I mean, <laughs> I thought after the double date they were gonna break up. Yeah, but that's also just me. So oh well, I thought both couples were heading for for breakups and or like you know in Chris and Lucy's case like not going to go out again yeah um as far as like stance on Chris and Lucy and like Tim and Ashley like I mean again I know that they're not in the game so I'm not really worried about it but like ship who you want you know you want to ship Chris and Lucy you want to ship Tim and Ashley like by all means go for it like that's part of the fun of it it's a fictional tv show so you know fictional characters um yeah yeah, so yeah um Lydia loved 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 this episode um 
Uh, maybe because uh, she expected less Chenford and more action and drama. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting uh, like Chenford either. Um, I wasn't as... really expecting a lot of like like Bailey and Nolan. I wasn't really expecting them. Mm-hmm. Lopez, Chenford, like I just figured it would be the two like big storylines. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really like it was cool and like dynamic and just it was action packed um and stuff Lydia also said Grace's storyline was really good um and uh uh she said she appreciates them taking the time to flesh out the fallout from um him killing the woman also how Nolan could give could give back to Gray when he helped him in season one yeah I had to um re I think I mentioned this before we started recording like re-watch the scene um with like closed captions on Hulu so I could actually fully like comprehend what Gray was saying to Nolan and I didn't I it took me back to I think it was 108 when uh Jackson's dad had come in and was talking to Captain Anderson and was like Nolan was the first person under her command to like take a life meaning that like Gray hadn't taken the life mm-hmm. either and I didn't really realize that because I was like oh wow like he's been on the job for so long um but yeah I mean I thought it was um good that they like kind of showed it happening like in real time of like Gray having to deal with the fact that he he killed someone yeah um, Lydia also liked everyone working on this case as a team um with a few lovely Chenford shots where they don't have personal space it was great yeah <laughs> it was great Chenford does not know personal space and we we love that for them so yeah um yeah and then Janine had said thank god that Gray's okay um but you know she thinks that he's thinking about his future more and more and she was a little disappointed to not see Luna but thoroughly impressed with the growing friendship of Nolan and Gray. Um, and then she said she would love to see Gray move up to like captain or lieutenant and Tim as watch commander. And that would be cool. It would be. At least we would still get to keep Gray. Yeah. You know? Because like Anderson was at the station when she was captain. Yeah. That'd be cool. And Can like we it have shows that like- happen. Yeah, and it, like, shows what Tim could do, you know, yeah. after so long. So, um, and then she said she even thinks that Gray was impressed with how Tim took control. I think he was. I think it definitely showed Gray, like, Tim can do this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like he just is fine with commanding a room. Like, he can he can take charge. Yeah. So, um she also said of all it was nice seeing lucy and chris it doesn't seem like they're dating there's not even a hug and she said she knows that emily from twitter said that it could be covid um and that they're being careful but like another show had a slight like they they had a very sexy scene okay like i'm yeah um and i saw the gift today again and i was just like yeah like how did they do that um but, you know, she was like, I know the rookie isn't completely like that with the steamy scenes, but, you know, there was at least, like, hugs or kisses. 
yeah i don't know i i also wonder if it's something that like the characters like or the actors are comfortable with i mean i'm sure that it is so it could just be that um she also said that she almost spit out her drink when chris called her his girlfriend and she goes oh and you're just my work in progress like the one-liners like that just make it seem like they're not dating yeah like it definitely feels like I don't want to say that it would be like a one-sided relationship because she's not selfish like that, but yeah. it kind of would be in the sense that like she doesn't love him as much as he does love her, you know? Um, and so then... I think thinking that like if they were to get to that stage where like the, you know, L word comes up, like Chris would totally say it. First. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then she also said, now when Lucy is questioning Tim about if she would make a good lawyer, and he says outright, like, no, you know, that's, we we tolerate Wesley because, you know, we're afraid of Lopez. Like, that was another one-liner that she loved. Um, and Janine said, Chenford just gravitates toward, towards each other. And Eric says that it's completely just because they improvise their scenes. And now she's questioning when we see them like slightly touch or move closer, if that's in the script or not. So is it their way to show us and let us know that they're still Team Chenford? She said in her head she would like to believe so. I must have missed if he said that because I don't Uh know if he did. I can't really think of that. I mean, I know that like he says that sometimes they kind of like you know just since they have so much fun like filming together that they'll just kind of you know do like what feels right with like a scene you know because like how you know eric did the whole um what was it 314 like look up and down yeah and that was just how he read the scene so like maybe it's kind of that of like you know it's just how they like they put in their own little pieces yeah Um, yeah i mean i know a few of our like a few of my other favorite actors do that for another show like they've just said you know the writers just kind of keep stringing along their characters so it's like we just have to find ways to like put in you know some moments that show that like we actually still care for each other so maybe it's that i don't know i mean if we just go on twitter though if you just go on twitter and you see anything that eric and melissa like like or interact with it's usually chenford related so i'm pretty sure they're still on board yeah still on board the ship yeah for sure so um janine also said you know she misses the flirting from season three and the beginning of four same same sometimes it's there but like in the in the last two episodes not really um, and so she said she was a little shocked when she saw, when they were on their way to save Chris and the other DA that Tim didn't ask if she was okay. Um, in a way, that's the man she's seen possibly being targeted. And she would have thought that Tim would pick up on like her worrying, like when she did when tomorrow was in danger. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he did, but he just wasn't sure like how to bring it up. Yeah, because I'm sure that they've talked about it, and like you know, he knows that. They haven't like really defined the relationship yet. Yeah. And he know, confided in her. Yeah, about there's a little missing pieces that like they could fill in, hopefully, 
or like mention at some point that like they've talked right. more about each other's relationships to each other i mean i would think that she would talk to him about chris like he did talk to her about ashley so they mm-hmm. definitely feel comfortable with each other yeah um and then janine said she was also a little upset when they found chris because lucy seems like a very touchy feely person and she ex- expected like a hug at least um but that end scene with Lucy and Chris was cute. Just expect a more same. I expect, like, I was sitting there and I was like, uh, okay, are you going to, like, hug or something? Like, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel, like, complete to me. Yeah. Or just, like, a, I don't know, like, you know, some people, like, put, like, their hand, like, on someone's cheek or something. Like, something yeah. like that. Like, I don't know. But maybe it's just, like I said, maybe, like, all of these little things that were, like, how do I put this accurately? Um, like the things that we are not seeing are like almost as important as the things that we do see on screen as far yeah. as like maybe what they're trying to tell us with Chenford or, you know, lack thereof. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's all coming, like boiling up to something. Hopefully it's a good something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you want to take the next few bullets of Janine? Yeah. Um, so Aaron's playing Close Day. Um, she thought that Harper would have been harsher, but she really came through. Yeah, that's true. Although, like, I think it was honestly just like uh, Nyla's like facial expression. I can't speak. It's been a long night. Expressions um, showed her kind of uh, like frustration with like how the day was going um yeah especially with that camera crew my gosh um but she's glad that harper had aaron's back um just like tim had lucy's in her plain clothes day and it's crazy how it's going to um like how everything's going to happen again like with aaron you know like being accused of something um and she feels bad for aaron um She's already coming up with uh, oh whodunit scenarios for next week's episode. Um, doesn't know how Aaron will cope with a false accusation. He seemed to beat himself up a lot for it, like in last night's episode, just with everything that like brought up. I'm assuming with like the whole Patrick scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Janine doesn't like seeing Aaron be like sad. Yeah, he like not that I need an emotional scene from Aaron. But, like, I feel like it would just, like, really, like, bring out True's, like, skills of, yeah. like, having, like, in, like an emotional, like, uh, scene or something. Yeah, kind for of sure. Like that. Maybe it will be his breaking point next week. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Nolan, um, she could, Janine could just imagine the uh, comedy relief if he was partnered on the streets with smitty same same Same. i also wonder how like they kept a straight face when they were doing the nolan and smitty scenes because i wouldn't have been able to yeah i would not have been able to either um this is probably why neither of us are going into the acting business anytime probably not Um, also i would just like hyper fixate on things so (laughs) i would literally get nothing done yeah um yeah that would definitely I I do want more Nolan and Smitty scenes like I had mentioned earlier it was so like I was so excited 
about seeing them paired up for that one scene that like I wouldn't really know what to do if they were actually like, riding in a patrol car together yeah um but Lopez in this episode um she's an amazing detective and Janine loves her no-nonsense kick-ass attitude her and Lucy teaming up um is something that she would like to see like more of yeah that was so good that Tim was like and Lucy's gonna go with Angela like yeah yes that was so good I love that also part of me was like okay he wants her to be like safe so he's gonna put her with Angela and you know that's not her to like get into danger I mean being a cop like she will get into danger I'm sure yeah. but like when he said that it was like oh he's watching out for her like he wants her to go and be with his work bestie like yeah, you know like two best girls in Tim's yeah life. so good so so good um oh and <laughs> yeah Janine's like um sorry Bailey she may be kick-ass at many things but painting is not one of them that portrait was hysterical yeah it was it was quite funny again I just want to know if it's gonna be seen in like you know the background oh yeah um, another episode or like the next or like another episode like John brings it up and he's like you know Bailey I really just like love this painting and she's like can we not talk about it (laughs) yeah that'd be perfect something exactly like that um and the effects of last night's episode were amazing, especially at the DA's office. Robert directed a fabulous episode. Yes, he did. Robert Bella did a fantastic job. It was his, um, like, first episode directing, too. That's what he yeah, said. So hats, yeah, hats off to him, because now he added that to his, you know, like, writer, producer, now he's a director. On the yeah. So it's exciting. It was really good. And, like, just from the cold open to the final scene, like, there were I mean it just left you like on the edge of your seat for sure yeah considering there were two scenes that like I literally could not tear my eyes away from the screen like I did not look at my phone for a solid like 10 minutes so like it was just there was never a dull moment it was a great episode yeah it was engaging dynamic just Mm. just all around lovely episode yes And with that, we have finished the recap of 4.15. Oh my gosh. If you have made it this far, you deserve like a gold star or something. Like, I don't know. (laughs) We will give you a gold trophy that Lucy cut out and made a few episodes ago. There you go. Yes. You get one of those. (laughs) Um, But if you guys want to keep the conversation going or anything like you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts uh we can be found individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark804 and i'm at carrie hyman and if you guys want to wrap some rookie merch or anything we've got a t-ball bookstore um but that's it for us and we'll be back next week with uh 416 bye guys bye go get him boo